Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. I'm Chad Dotson. This is episode number 174 of the world's most outstanding Cincinnati Reds podcast, assuming this is the only one you listen to. Joining me today is uh, is the man, Bill Lack. How are you today, Bill? I'm rested. I'm ready. I'm, but there is no truth to the rumor that I'm going to be taking Brian Finnegan's place in the starting rotation. Oh, man. What about that? Let's not, let's not talk about... Uh, about Brandon Finnegan just yet. Let's talk about the juggernaut Cincinnati Reds, can we? They've won three out of their last four. Yeah. Is, it, um, is, is this team unstoppable? I I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I am looking forward to watching the game to see. We're, we're taping this on, on Chad's birthday. Happy uh, birthday, Chad. Uh, yes, very, very exciting. It's also Brandon you know, Phillips' birthday, by the way. Did, did you know it's wow. Brandon Phillips' birthday? No, I didn't. I did not know that. <laughs> it is, as a matter of fact. You share your birthday with Brandon Phillips. I share mine with Ringo Starr. So. Uh, same, same difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I win. Um, hundred and seventy-four podcasts. It's crazy, isn't it? That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of hot air. <laughs> I know, and some people have listened to a few of these. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, um. But I, I'm interested to see how Homer does tonight in his second trip to the mound. Um, can he do any? Can he do any better Homer than he did last time? I think he'll almost have to. <laughs> the Homer haters were out in force, you know, yeah. on Saturday. It's a bad uh, time for anybody that's a fan of Homer because that that other group, the Homer haters, they I, were. I don't understand the vindictiveness of the hate of Homer Bailey. I agree. Um, should that you, you? I mean, we can argue all day and all night whether they should assign him to that deal. You know, I, I'm not a big believer in giving long-term deals to pitchers. I think the risk is too high. But you know, I don't. I'm not the guy writing the checks. Right. Um. But you know, do people think he went out and got hurt on purpose? <laughs> no. Yeah, you can debate with, uh, like you said, you can debate whether it was a good idea, and, and I think there's a really good argument to be made that at the time that the deal was uh, was uh, signed with Homer Bailey, that it was a good deal. I mean, there's good arguments both ways. I, I don't think it's a slam dunk on either side of that. I think in retrospect, nobody would sign that deal knowing what we know. But right. uh, why why is everyone so angry with Homer Bailey about it? Like he yeah, it, took it, the Reds' it, money it, and it, ran. Yeah, it's it's terrible. You know, it's it, it's 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 People take it as a personal affront, almost. It seems like, right? Like, and, they're, like they're the ones signing the checks. Yeah, like they're the ones that lost the money. Yeah, and, and like Homer, you know, wanted to get hurt. He didn't want to be out there pitching. You know, I, and I, you know, I don't know Homer Bailey from you know Johnny Rocket, but I, I guarantee you, I, I know him well enough to know that he would have rather been out there pitching than rehabbing his arm for the last two years. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. Uh, be disappointed in the way that it's turned out for the Reds, I guess, the contract signing. But I don't understand the anger that comes along with it. Just the people seem to be really just angry at Homer, at the Reds for signing him. And, you know, I think there's a good argument to be made at the time he signed. They signed him to, a, I thought, a fairly reasonable deal for a number two starter, maybe. And, um, I, I, again, I think there's the reasoning behind it was sound, you could argue. And so it's gone wrong. 
Homer Bailey's been working hard every day to get back the pitch for the Reds. Uh, why, why, why are we? Why the anger? Can, I mean, can you figure that one out? Why do people seem to get physically angry? I I think part of it is perception that the Reds placed on this kid from the time he came up in 07, that he was going to be, you know, the Reds, the the next, you know, Jose Rio, Jim Maloney, uh, Danny Jackson, whatever name you want to use that, that, you know, that was a stud for the Reds. He was supposed to be that next one. Oh, he was supposed to be homegrown, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and they pushed him up here at age 21 and, and, you know, wasn't ready. And, and, and let's not you know, blame all of that on the Reds. You know, the stories are abound of Homer not listening to coaches and not being real coachable. Now, whether they're true or not, I don't know. But there's been so many of those stories around, you have to believe there's some truth to them. When, when he was a kid and a hot shot. When he was younger, yeah. Prospect. But, I mean, you know, he's never been – he's never had a great year. He had a number of good years. He had two good years. Uh, but, he, you know. I, I think you're right about some of that, about the expectations. Let me just jump in here and say yeah. that. You know, in, in the researching the book uh, that uh, Chris Garber and I wrote that's going to be out next spring, um, you know, it's always next spring. I keep, I, always, I keep hearing it's going to be out next spring. No, If we get to next spring and the publisher decides to push it back another spring, I give up. But uh, – <laughs> In researching that book, I came across a, a couple of anecdotes. When Homer was first called up, and he was supposed to be the next big thing, he said he's driving from Louisville to Cincinnati, and he sees a couple of billboards as he gets close to Cincinnati with his picture on him uh, holding a flaming baseball. Now, if he was actually holding a flaming baseball, that seems like a strange thing to do to one of your top prospects, make him hold a, a ball that's on fire for, just for a, a picture. But, but, but that was the level of expectation. Before he'd ever thrown a pitch in the big leagues, there were billboards in the Cincinnati area. You know, come watch, come watch the Reds. We've got Homer Bailey. And nobody could live up to that. I mean, it's just nobody. And, and he, I think he would probably say, again, I don't know him either, but I think he would probably say he was immature. There were those stories you were talking about. He, he fought through that, and, and he, you know, now has a reputation of being a hard worker and, um, and has had some good seasons. He's never been an ace. But uh, if he had been healthy, I think we would have ultimately been very pleased with this contract. Because if he had been healthy, the contract, the numbers right now are pretty reasonable in terms of what everybody else is getting. But, of course, he hasn't been healthy, and, and that's not his fault, uh, at least as far as I can tell. So I'm like you. I'm hoping for a good a good start tonight. Let's start getting uh, quiet, quiet, quietened down, uh, if that's a term, the uh, Homer haters, as you called them. Because uh, because I don't know I like the guy I'm rooting for him the Reds need him too especially well if you if you think the Reds are better off with you know whoever in that <laughs> slot rather than Homer Bailey uh, I got I got you know some land to sell you yeah you give me five Homer Baileys I'll give you five Lis Alberto Bonillas let me let me say yeah. that let me say that again huh? yeah that was good Lis Alberto Bonilla oh, I love it um, yeah and yeah, but, and Homer's gonna win every time but can you pronounce the kid's name that they released the one that we were talking about. Asher Wojciechowski? That man, you're on it. Oh, listen. Yeah. Wow. You can't nobody can understand what I say cuz this ridiculous accent, but I can I can pronounce it. Okay. Um, you know, Georgetown me Tudorville. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The Clampet the Clampets come to the big city. That's it. Um, 
on, on the last podcast, I was talking with Jason Linden, and we were talking about how the things for the red starting rotation could not get any worse. And, I, and we recorded it, I think, the day before or the day of Homer Bailey's first start. Oh, no, it was, it was, we recorded it the day that uh, Luis Castillo was going to make his major league debut. And we thought Castillo's starting. We've got Homer Bailey starting the next day. We've got uh, Brandon Finnegan starting uh, two days after that. And so finally, we're done with the Bonillas and the Wojciechowskis and the Jake Buchanans. And it cannot get worse for the Red Starters. And four innings into... (laughs) Homer Bailey's awful uh, in his first start. And Brandon Finnegan, four innings uh, into his uh, start, I think, in the fourth inning of his uh, first start back. Taken out with injury. Do you think we'll see him again this year? I don't. I don't. uh, Maybe maybe late in the year. Maybe. It's uh, it's just <laughs> when it rains. It's just it a sense. Yes, it does. I mean, you know, the whole idea this year was that the Reds would have Finnegan and Anthony DiScalfani at least from the beginning of the year, sort of anchoring the rotation. And now, who knows when either one of those guys are back? It's it's yeah. astounding that the Reds are only six and a half games out of first place. I mean, it's just it's almost unbelievable. Well, it says a lot more about how everybody else is playing. Well, that- <laughs> how the Reds are playing. True. If we're if they're in the Dodgers division, maybe it's different. But but still, I mean, they've been somewhat competitive for most of the season. They've been on a rough stretch lately. But I don't know how. When you look at the guys that have started games for this team, let's talk about the kid you mentioned a minute ago. This Castillo kid. It, l- yes. Now that's something that uh, is fun. To- let's, talk, let's let's go upbeat for a few minutes. Yes, here. That- I mean, is he walking too many guys? Yeah. But. For his first two starts, I'll take it. Oh, good. Absolutely. <laughs> Both games he's left. He's left with, with the, the team in the lead. I think he and only gave up two runs in each game. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Well, here- so, I mean, he, he does a little bit better job of throwing the ball over the plate. We're, you know, I, we may have something uh, lightning in a bottle here. Well, here's why I'm not concerned about that. Uh, first of all, Luis Castillo we're talking about is the guy, he's 24 years old, and it's, it's the guy the Reds got in the, in the trade for Dan Straley. And, and everybody loved Dan Straley, nice guy, great beard, um, good character. But uh, the Reds got him got Straley for free last year and flipped him for Luis Castillo in the offseason. And Luis Castillo is a legitimate prospect. Like I said, 24 years old, he's pitched a couple of games now and uh, has really not looked in over his head at all. Uh, throwing, he threw his last pitch, 107th pitch in his uh, second start, was 99 miles an hour. And he's got this changeup that has everybody around baseball raving about his changeup. But what I was going to say, the reason I'm not concerned, he has walked eight guys in those two starts. Luis Castillo, his re- entire reputation in the minor leagues, I'm going to have to look it up here, I guess, um, he doesn't walk batters. That's why he got brought up instead of Cody Reed or Robert Stevenson to get this chance because he does not walk guys. And uh, and, and Brian Price actually said it. The reason he's here is because he's throwing strikes. His uh, I've got it up here now. In Double A this year, he struck out 81 and walked 13. Yeah. So so he walked 13 batters in 14 starts. And And, and I haven't seen – all 10 innings that he's thrown up here. But you and I both know that umpires do tend to sometimes squeeze the strike zone on young guys and they're, you know, they're new. I don't think they intentionally do it, but I, young guys tend to get their strike zone squeezed on them. So there may be some of that too. And nervousness and who knows what else. 
Sure, sure. But 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 he's he's walked eight in his first two starts, and so we're all like, oh, here's another kid that can't throw strikes. I don't think that's who Castillo is. Again, thirteen walks in fourteen starts this year in Double uh, A. Last year, over two levels, he walked twenty five guys in twenty six games pitched. So I mean, we're talking. I mean, this guy's got legit control and uh, and good stuff too with that incredible changeup and, and a, a high powered fastball. I think you said lightning in a bottle. I think the Reds really may. I don't know if they got lucky here, but uh, this is going to end up being uh, an amazing, amazing uh, trade in retrospect, uh, at least until the point where Castillo goes on the disabled list with elbow pain. <laughs> Aren't you just a ray of sunshine, yeah? Uh, usually you I try. Got, <laughs> you should be more up on your birthday. Good Lord. <laughs> That's the problem. I realize I'm so old. Uh, down today. Now I'm usually trying to be the upbeat, uh, positive guy about the Reds, but uh, man, this pitching—it's hard. It's just hard. Yeah. Say <laughs> what? Though, let's give let's give a shout out to our buddy Dan Straley, though. Yes. Because nobody thought he could repeat what he did last year, and if anything, he's pitching better. And I'm always going to cheer for that guy. What a great story! I mean, he was literally picked up off the scrap heap by the Reds. Yep. And, and, and now he's pitching in a much better a, a ballpark that's much better for his his skill set. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've got nothing bad to say about Dan Straley. Nope. Nope. Classy guy. Good guy. Seemed like, you know, happy for him. Thrilled for him. And, and wouldn't have minded having him on this team this year, except that he got flipped for a guy that has so much upside. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, they got Bryce or Austin Bryce with, with the, in the same deal. I don't, I don't think a whole lot of Bryce, but, you know, still, he's pitching in the big leagues. Yeah. 25 years old. So, I mean, he may, he, he's a reliever. He may end up being something. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not extremely high on him either, but uh, from what I've seen, which is just uh, his, you know, 26 innings this season. So the, the pitching's uh, a bit of a mess right now. Although, I, you know, Homer pitches well tonight. Castillo's pitching well. You know, Feldman and Adel- Adelman are just the sort of adequate, you know, getting they things keep done. Them, they keep them in ball. If they can keep them in ball games, this team can hit well enough to compete. Yeah, yeah. That's four starters maybe that are, you know <laughs> – Okay, four number okay. Three, four number three starters maybe, but uh, that's all right. Um, and you got to think at some point, Cody Reed, Amir Garrett, uh, you know, maybe even Rookie Steve- Davis, one of those guys is going to step up surely. Well, then Steve- Stevenson seems like he's hopefully start. Didn't he pitch well last night? I think in Louisville. Stevenson had uh, he did yes. His first two starts in the in the uh, at Louisville since he got sent down were. Looked pretty good. He had like an ERA of .8 or something. Yeah, but he was still walking a lot of guys. But he was he walked like ten guys in two yeah. starts, uh, and he pitched eight innings last night and didn't walk didn't walk a guy. I don't think. So that's very encouraging. Uh, Cody Reed yeah. is. Let's hope it's let's hope it's a trend and not a blip. Well, with him, that's all. That's the that's the only thing between him and being an effective major league pitcher, as far as I'm concerned. He's got stuff. He's got stuff. That, uh, you know, we talk about Castillo's stuff. Stevenson has it too. But you got you got to throw strikes. Nobody's going to chase your amazing off-speed stuff if you can't keep a strike uh, fastball in the strike zone. So, right. it, it, yeah, yep. You got to you got to have something you can you can throw consistently for strikes. Yeah, they don't chase balls in the big leagues like they do in Double A. Exactly. And, and Cody Reed has shown yeah, he's had a couple games where he's walked too many, but he's also had several games where he's showing uh, a little bit better command of the strike zone and. I'm still high on Reed, especially, and Stevenson's got so much talent that you don't want to give up on him. So, man, if at least one of those guys could could show up, I mean, if if one of those guys 
imagine if both of them did, but if one of them did, so let's say two out of three. This is I'm, I'm dreaming now. I'm going to start being upbeat. Two out of the three of Garrett Stevenson Reed. If two out of the three can become decent big league pitchers, then next year, you know, maybe you've got uh, Luis Castillo as well. You've got uh, Sal Romano. you got Sal, Sal Romano. Well, and we'll have Disco back next year, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, who knows. But but you can squint your eyes a little bit and sort of see how you can cobble together a fairly effective rotation here. Yeah. And I see no reason why the offense shouldn't continue uh, hitting the ball. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a good offense. It may not be the best offense in the league, but it is a it's a good offense. I think number three in uh, wins above replacement for position players right now. So, um, but you got to cobble together a starting rotation, and I don't know. Yeah, if you're if you're down, you know, six runs in the third inning every night, you aren't going to beat many people. That's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. Just um, call me something obvious. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> got to do better than that. The Nasty Boys can't do anything if you don't give them a lead. That's uh, right. Not calling our bullpen the Nasty Boys, but just saying. No, we're not. Um, let's let's shift over to the offense for a okay. second. And uh, I wanted to talk about something. I want to give you an opportunity to, uh, you know, smack me around a little bit here. Uh, I wrote a piece uh, for Cincinnati Magazine this week about who should bat lead off. I read that. For the Reds. You actually read something I wrote, Bill? I always read your stuff. Oh, man, you're my biggest fan. I love it. I am. <laughs> I, you know, I always share you on Facebook and say, I know Chad. Uh, He's my buddy. It makes me so proud. It makes me so happy. Um, or, nauseous. or nauseous, one of the two. <laughs> well, one of the two. One of the two. But one thing I said that is a, bit, a little bit of a surprise maybe to people who listen to this podcast and who read what I've written is that I just – I kind of glossed over it, but uh, I just said it's absolutely imperative that Billy Hamilton or Jose Peraza are not leading off. And, of course, the time I wrote it, they'd let off 74 of the 75 games for the Reds this year. Were you surprised to see him be mildly critical of uh, Billy Hamilton? I was very surprised because it, it almost seemed like you're jumping off the bandwagon, and, and, and you're the charter – you own the bandwagon. I, I may be the only person on the Billy Hamilton bandwagon, me and his, maybe his mother. Um, yeah, I'm sure his family's still there. I'm still on the Hamilton bandwagon. Um, <coughs> I'm, I'm, that's all right. I may be adjusting my I'm expectations. What's that? I'm allergic to Billy Hamilton. I've noticed oh. that. <laughs> I may be adjusting my expectations, but I still think he's – I'm not. he's 25. I'm not sure. What is he, 25, 26? 26. Yeah, I'm not giving up on I'm not giving up on him, but let me ask you a question, and I honestly don't know the answer to this. What is his contract situation? Does he go into arbitration this year? I think so, yes. Okay. He's making 2.6 now. What is Billy Hamilton worth to this team? Well, that's a good question. If you look at what he's worth. Assuming, assuming he finishes with numbers that are similar to what he has right now. Um. Yeah, he is arbitration eligible. Um, well, uh, let, let's look at what's his uh, wins above replacement totals right now. Because there, there, there are two questions here that to be unpacked. Um, you know, last year he was roughly three win player. Point point three in, in uh, baseball reference. I'm gonna pull up Fangraphs and see what uh, this Fangraphs war is. Um. There are there are a couple of uh, elements here. If you look at true what a win above replacement is worth 
on the uh, he's point uh, seven wins above replacement, which is not great um, on Fangraphs. If you look at what a, a one win above replacement is worth on the free agent market, and of course Hamilton's not going to be a free agent, but if you look at what it's worth, it's worth about eight million uh, in terms of what uh, people are willing to pay for each. Uh, but like you said. You're a, you're a captive market at arbitration. Right. Um, so, I mean, if he can be a three-win player, and, you know, I, I don't know that he'll get there this year, but he was last year. He was it, close to a three-win yeah. Well, he was, three point, point. he was 3.1 fan graphs and a little okay, under. So, yeah, little if you split the difference into two, you're close. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's worth $24 million on the open market. So, I mean, he, he'll be – he can I think it's uh, conceivable he'll be worth whatever he gets in arbitration. The question is going to be – do you buy out some years of uh, free agency? Do you start thinking long-term contract with him? And I, see, I, I think that's an, I think that's crazy talk. Well, I'm not saying that they should. <laughs> it, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, look, look, what do you think? And, I, and I'm just guessing. I'm guessing 4.2, 4.5 is the arbitration number. Wouldn't probably. you think? Probably. I'm not. I'm not sure he's worth 4.5 million dollars. Ah, he's worth it. He's worth it. Four point five million on this team when you got Jesse Winker, who doesn't have a place to play right now. You bring Jesse Winker. Go ahead. Who just made the AAA All Star team? Okay, Let, let's replace Jesse Winker for Billy Hamilton in the Reds lineup. Is he going to hit enough to? Make up for what? How much worse the Reds are going to be defensively? I think so. And how much worse they are on the base paths? You can't I'm, steal first base, Chad. <laughs> yeah, Billy Hamilton can. <laughs> Billy Even Hamilton is a comic book superhero. He can do anything. Him and Iron Man, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, in fact, I think he made a cameo in the Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Did you Did you see the Wonder Woman? Yes, I did. What'd you think about the Wonder Woman? Um, I thought it was the best DC comic movie made since the Bat, the three Batman movies. Yeah, I thought it was uh, good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, the fact that you'd already met the character in another movie kind of took away a little of it for me. Yeah, and I and I don't know why, but I thought it was well done. And I, for like I said, I think it's the best. At least it showed DC is learning. The DC people are learning something. They learn you have to put a little bit of humor in there. You have to have, you know, you can't play it straight and dark all the time. Even this one seemed a little dark, but yet yeah, you're right. It's it's going in the right direction. But then I saw a trailer for uh, uh, Aquaman's going to be in the next one. Come on, nobody wants to see Aquaman in a movie. Oh, he's, he can't have Justice League without Aquaman. Oh, they should do a Super Friends movie. You remember the Super he was Friends? In the Super Friends. He was in the Super Friends. Yeah, well, yeah, but if it was a Super Friends movie, they could have the Wonder Twins. You remember the Wonder Twins? Were those the two geeky ones in the in the Wonder Twin the... Powers activate? Oh no, I, yeah, no, no, I don't remember that. that. You must, you must have got a different version of the. <laughs> must have. We're showing the difference in our ages here. <laughs> That's right. Um, wow, uh, the the Reds have played so poorly lately that we're. We've moved on to talking about, uh, talking about superhero. Yeah. Um, here's the thing with Billy, uh, you know, and it seems like a, a wide chasm to uh, to cross, but he's 30 points of on-base percentage away from being, you know, 
a well above average player. That's the only difference. Now, is he going to get there? He's not shown, except for you know about three months of last season, he's not shown much of an ability. Well, that, and that's that's my that. concern. And I, and, I said, and I said this to you. I've said this to you all along. He needs to prove that last year was not was a trend and not a blip. Yeah. And, it, and at this point, it looks like a blip. And I was hopeful, even early in the season when he wasn't hitting that hitting that well, I was hopeful that it was a trend because of the, not just because, not just hope. But because of some things that uh, the work he's been putting in, we're seeing some more. Uh, and I haven't looked at his numbers lately, but we're seeing some progress on his batted ball numbers. He's not hitting the ball any harder necessarily, but he's hitting more line drives, hitting fewer fly balls. And so I thought, okay, he's got the right approach, and it's going to translate into getting on base more. And it just has not. We're 71 games into the season, or he's played 71 games, and his on base percentage is still below 300. And you can't, no matter how crazy good he is at other things you can't have him at the top of your lineup well and and, and i was reading one of the and i don't remember what the which post it was on, on the blog today and they were talking about between him and peraza and the pitcher right now you got you know and usually it's one way or another they're hitting three in a row yeah. that's a that's a, you know that's a rally killer i mean you know, that's that's an, an inning you know that you're giving away it really is. Look at it, look at it this way. Everyone in baseball, uh, everyone in the world just about these days knows you want a high on-base percentage up at the top of the lineup. It's obvious. It's why uh, Joe Madden's hitting uh, Anthony Rizzo leadoff. You know, it's why, uh, uh, what's his name, and A.J. Hinch in Houston has uh, George Springer hitting leadoff. It's because you got to get a guy on base. And the Reds' leadoff hitters combined uh, – over the year, you know, you look at the numbers for each lineup spot. The Reds leadoff hitter ha- leader, leadoff hitters have a collective on base percentage of two eighty six. Only one spot in the order has a lower on base percentage, and that's the pitcher spot. So really, out of the starting eight, Brian Price is choosing to use his lowest on base percentage guys at leadoff. Yeah, the guys who get the most at bats. Yes, I mean it's, that's like at this point, it's not really sabermetrics. That's sort of baseball one hundred and one. These days, and I've defended common, Brian Price, but common, this is crazy. Common sense. I mean, it's just common sense. You know, the guys who you want—you don't want bad guy, bad hitters getting the most at bats. You want to limit the number of bats you're giving to your worst hitters. Duh. Yeah, it's it, it's common sense, right? And with Hamilton, if he's just a league average on base guy, he does enough things. He scores a higher percentage of his time on times on base than any other player in the majors. So if you can just get him on base an average amount of time. It's, you can justify maybe hitting him higher in the order. But if he's, you know, 294 like he is now, I love the old guy. I still think he needs to be starting, but he needs to be batting eighth or ninth because he's just – it's hurting the team. I, we say that. The offense is still uh, still rolling a little bit. But I mean, what's the justification there? I I don't know. Well, next who, time you talk to Price, you need to ask him. I will. I'll do that. Who, so who would you bat lead off? I saw I, I saw your your who you said in your in the article and, and I, I guess I'd probably agree with you comp- going by who they they're playing now. Uh, you know if they're going if you're going only going to look at the same starting eight, then I think Suarez is probably the best option if you're not going to hit Votto one. Yeah, I'd love to uh, see Votto hitting one. I wouldn't have a problem with that. What about Suarez Votto? I got who do you hit three? Uh, Duvall. Duvall. 
Shebler four, Maserato four, five, Cozart six. Five. What do you have? What if you're going on the days? Yeah. The other question is, you know, how long do they stick with Peraza? Or is there another option right now? Well, with Cozart on the disabled list, there's probably not. Which is, which you know, they've been saying all along he was going to get uh, activated yesterday. Yeah. And, and then last night they said, well, it'll be 24 or 48 more hours. Really? You know? <laughs> I, I know. My, my cynicism of the Reds medical staff is showing through here again, I guess. That's more, it's my cynicism of the, uh, the Reds PR staff <laughs> in the sense that Cozart's making this big push for the All-Stars. I'm afraid they're going to push him back a little earlier than – if he's not ready tonight, push him back just to get him in the lineup. Uh, voting ends at what six o'clock or something? Yeah, tonight I yeah. believe I voted my I voted my five Cozarts today. Uh, vote Cozart. Hashtag vote Cozart. Um, my wife will be wearing a black armband if they trade. <laughs> It'll be a sad day. It'll be a, be a lot of unhappy women in Cincinnati. There will be. Um, <laughs> I, I just. Uh, before we jump off the outfield here, though, I, I, I guess my question is, what do you do with Winker? I mean, it appears like he's ready. He's ready. So what do you do? He's ready, and uh, he can only play a corner outfield spot. So those are, those are that's our baseline. I think you could probably get him in the lineup four to five days a week just by shifting shifting uh, him around to left and right field and then when he's replacing Hamilton in the lineup, have, him play, have Shebler play center field. And I think you could get all those guys at bats. The only other option, I guess, would be to sit Hamilton, move Shebler to center field full time, but, man, that kills your defense. That really... That really hurts your defense because Shevin, yeah, I don't know, you know, he can is, play is center he, field, but is he terrible in center field? I mean, or is he just not Billy Hamilton? Well, I think he's probably at least slightly below average. Oh, boy, he made a play is, last night. Uh, did you see the one where he went over the fence? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To rob the home run. I mean, yeah. he's capable he just, of playing. He just stepped on the fence and just leaned over and took it back. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's um, capable. He's not going to embarrass himself in center field. Um, but with a with a bad right fielder, right fielder, I, that's two thirds your outfit is going to be below average, I think. Now, I'd always read Winker was rated at average. You think he's below average? That's the that's the, what I hear. I mean, if he's average, I guess that's okay. I could take that. But uh, what what do you do? I'm I'm hesitant to to dump Billy. What do you do about getting Winker some at bats? I try to work I on him. I, that, I guess at this point, unless they're going to make a deal, that's the you know the, the best off you know the, the best option. Now you know you get towards the end of next month. You know, do you move a Shebler? Do you move a Duvall? Do you move a Hamilton no, to get Winker in the lineup? Uh, please don't ever suggest trading Billy Hamilton again, Bill. I'll never speak to you. Okay. <laughs> no, that, that's that's I'll one hold, thing. I'm gonna hold that in reserve, man. <laughs> this uh, this problem could work itself out by a trade, by an injury. Yeah. Somebody gets injured, you got a spot. Yeah. I mean, these things do sort of tend to work themselves out. 
I, I th- would have thought by this point in the season it would have already worked itself out in the sense that either Duvall or Shebler would have not performed and there would have been a spot. But, and they've played pretty well. Yeah, they've both been uh, good. No complaints about Duvall or Shebler, none. Um, Duvall with twenty or with 18 home runs, Shebler with 20. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think I think he's ready, and, and I don't see a whole lot of upside to keep him, keeping him in triple a much longer but on the other hand you don't bring him up here and let him sit the bench either but so. you know the other thing is though and i'm looking at splits shebler splits are pretty pretty dramatic at least in terms of batting average uh he still gets on i, I guess like this or not other than batting average they're not they're not bad he, he's a, he's got more power you know versus right-handers and versus left-handers but he's seen a lot more but he's still, I mean, he's getting around, on both ways, he's getting on at about a 330 pace, you know. Yeah. Um, historically, I thought I, I thought I remembered his splits being bigger than that. I'm just looking at this year, so. Well, there's always a chance that Billy Hamilton's going to get hurt at any time. At any time, yeah. And so, I mean, I, I feel like you could probably get him four games a week somewhere. If you got him to 12, let's, let, let's say you got him. 15 at bats a week. I wouldn't be bad. No, and I, I think he could help the team. And I think it would help him. He's got to learn to hit major league pitchers at some point. You know, and I think, you know, I, I, as long as he brings that on-base percentage up with him, you know, okay. Absolutely. he doesn't leave it low. Uh, and, and if he were here and starting, I would m- might be uh, justified in saying that Jesse Winker should be the leadoff hitter because he gets the- on base. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I'd throw him in there, you know, right out of the chute. Right, right. But it would be, you know, that would be my ultimate goal, I would think. Yeah, eventually when he's established himself in the big leagues, I could see him being an effective leadoff hitter. Yeah, because I don't think he's ever going to have the power that we'd hope that he'd grow into. It just doesn't appear like it's going to come. Uh, you know, maybe he'll, bo- you know, develop a little more power. I don't know, but if he if he brings a, a 380, 390 on base percentage to to the ballpark every night. I can live with it. Yeah, that power doesn't have to come in order for him to be an effective big right. leaguer. Exactly. You know, different skill set. So, But you're, you're right, though. I think they have to find a place for him at some point. Um, let's, in, let's, the not, in the not-too-distant future. Yes, absolutely. Let's circle back around, because I don't know we ever uh, if we ever answered the question about uh, Peraza. Are you ready to send, him, send uh, Peraza to AAA? Yes. Um, I don't think you're helping. I don't think he's developed. And, I, and again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what was written online in, in one of the posts I read today. But I, I don't think you're helping him develop a skill set that's going to make him successful at the big leagues, big league level. Um, and I think Scooter Jeanette's playing better at baseball. Well, and if, you know, obviously, first, Scooter, Jeanette's the, Scooter Jeanette's the greatest player in history. If, you know, if we're, <laughs> I thought Billy Hamilton was the greatest player. In oh game. yeah, that's right. Him too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Slash Billy Hamilton. There you go. Uh, hashtag whatever. Uh, and talking, you know, talking about another great pickup. Wow. You know, they're paying him a little more money than they probably want to, but I don't think they expected what they're, you know, 137 OPS plus at this point in the season. They expect. I think they expected that. Twelve home runs. Yeah. Well, the Parasa. <laughs> I would have no problem saying Scooter's my starting second baseman. Jose, go down to AAA or AA or wherever they think he can best 
you know, work on his, his skill set, you know, and if he goes down there and, and, and learns, then you bring him back up, you know, because if we're looking to see what's going to happen in the next few years, you know, of course, there's only two years difference between the two of them. Oh, no, I take that back. I'm looking at the wrong guy. Four years difference. Yeah, Peraza is still so, just 23. That's he's, just 20, he's still just 23. Yeah. So, but we've got we've got somebody that we could add that will more than adequately play the position right now. Yes. But if they trade Cozart, then all bets are off because I don't know what they do. Well, I know what they do. They move Peraza to shortstop. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, we have someone who can do the job better right now, but it's not about right now. I agree. And so my inclination is to lean towards saying, let Peraza have the whole season. Just see what he can do. Um, you know, work with him every day on, on these issues. Why, why is it, why are we supposing that he can work on issues easier in AAA than at the big leagues? Maybe because there's less, uh, pressure, fewer, sure. fewer people watching him. Yeah. That, that, that's the way I'd see it. But, um, but the other thing is you wonder, you know, and, and I've heard this discussion before too. Where are the better coaches? Are the better coaches in the minor leagues or the better coaches in the big leagues? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that question, but I think it's a valid question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know the answer to that either. So my, my inclination is to let him have the season. The other, But, you know, if, if the Reds said, look, we're going to send you down. We are uh, going to let you play shortstop and second base at AAA. We are going to work on these. What's that? That's a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> he can probably do it. Billy, <laughs> Billy Hamilton. Yeah, Billy Hamilton. Good. Um, we, we want you working on this, A, B, C. Uh, you know, A being your approach at the plate. Stop swinging at so much nonsense. Uh, you know, I could see that being okay. And then Zach Kozar gets traded in a month. And Peraza's back up. He's your starting shortstop, and he plays the rest of the season. Uh, if you want to use it as an opportunity to get in the kid's head, and say, hey, we believe in you. you're still a big part of what we're doing, but you've got to work on these things. And it's going to be a short period in the minors. We're going to get you right back up here. You know, this this is what you have to work on. I, I could see that. I still lean towards keeping him keeping him here. And just what's he what's he hurting? The Reds' record in 2017. Well, we knew that was going to be uh, crappy anyway. Um, and the other part of that is, I thought Dilson Herrera and Triple A would have established himself and. Uh, been pushing, knocking on the door. It's a different guy knocking on the door. It's Scooter Jeanette now. Yeah, and and Herrera is even playing right now. Last I saw, he was on the DL with a, with concussion issues. Yeah, he just went on the disabled list. Uh, he he'd started to get a little bit hot. Uh, he was starting to hit a little bit better, but he's not performing. Well. <laughs> of course, then he had to go to the DL because that's the way the Reds work. Exactly. <laughs> so I would have thought he'd been pushing Peraza a little bit. Since he's not, I don't know. I, I don't think it would be a bad idea though. We're talking about Scooter taking over, and in ordinary, I'd say, "Oh no, let the young kid play." But it's not like Scooter is, you know, some old guy. Bye. Yeah, he's twenty. <laughs> he's twenty-seven, and yeah. uh, hitting his prime. And you know, you could probably make a case that he should be the starting second baseman anyway, because he could be the second baseman for the next good Reds team. He could be around for the next three or four years if they wanted him to, um, and play second base. I, I could see that. I could too, and, and this is a guy that's been a starter for you know four years. Yeah, yeah, and he started as a young guy like like Peraza. Maybe uh, Cozart gets traded, your wife cries a little bit. Peraza moves the shortstop, uh, and uh, Scooter 
scoots his way right into second base there, and still a pretty good little infield. Uh, defensively, it's still, you know, Scooter's not great defensively, but he's not going to kill you. Peraza's not going to be Cozart at shortstop, but he's not going to kill you. Um, I don't know. It, it, again, these things kind of tend to work out, but I, I think I would keep Peraza here. I, I, that's just my personal preference. He's a young kid. This is a year for seeing what we've got with him. And I think we've talked about this, but uh, I, I want to say it again. The improvement of Suarez defensively at third base has been amazing this year. It's insane. He His throws at this point remind me of Scott Rowland. Yeah. Votto never – he had a ball last night that got screamed at him. It hit him in the glove, and he dropped it. And he couldn't find it. He turned around and found it, picked it up, and Still got you know it. threw it without looking. And it was right at Vada's waist. Yeah. I mean, it was an amazing play. That's the thing I, I remember most about Scott Rowland. He hit the first baseman in the chest with every throw. Every throw. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Suarez last spring had, had not played third base at all since he was 17 years old playing in the Venezuelan Winter League. And they put him at third base last year, and he was pretty brutal early on as he was learning the position. And everybody was, oh, everybody was all over him. But as the year went along, got better all year long, didn't he? Yes, he did. And and you know, as opposed to some, you talk about rolling, hitting, you know, first baseman in the chest. You know, we've had third baseman that were hitting guys in the second row in the chest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's your there's your uh, weekly uh, Edwin Encarnacion reference. And and uh, Willie Green. And Willie Green, the immortal Willie yeah. Green. Yes. Green. Uh, yeah. You know, Suarez. <laughs> Has wor- again, he's just 25. Yep. Worked his tail off to become a good uh, third baseman. You know, the eye test, we see, we can see it. He's making every play. But the metrics, and you and I have talked many times over the years about whether to believe the metrics or not, but the metrics say he's with uh, Manny Machado and uh, Nolan Arenado as the three best defensive third basemen in the majors. I mean, uh, the eye test and the, the stats sort of uh, are correlating right now, and it's uh, fun to it watch. Is- and it's been a long time since the Reds have had a really good defensive third baseman. I mean, Frazier made some good plays. And by the time Orland got to the Reds, he wasn't a real great defensive third baseman anymore. So I, I couldn't tell you who the last great Reds defensive third baseman was. Probably Wayne Krenchicki. The tales of Wayne Krenchicki come out again. <laughs> Wayne Krenchicki. Always uh, have to mention him on the podcast. Well, i got to get him on this podcast sometime, don't I? That's what you need to do. You need to find Wayne and tell him how he ruined your life. Oh. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to have that discussion with him if I can find out where he is. Uh, he's high. He's in. He's in witness protection from you. <laughs> oh, maybe I can get the super friends to help me locate him. There you go. All right. So that is what it is. Uh, one other thing about the offense, I did want to briefly mention because I'm I'm really pleased with how Devin Mezarakos looked since coming back. I really was afraid that his swing was going to be, uh, you know, completely out of whack. And it's not. You know, he's got six home runs. He's uh, on base percentage, three fifty-five. Uh, he's hitting well. And, you know, as, as catcher, he's never going to be Tucker Barnhart defensively. But he's not embarrassing himself behind the plate. Uh, are no, you surprised at how Miserocco has just come right out of the gate and looks close to the guy he was in 2014? I, I thought early on, you know, real early, maybe the first month, I thought his bat looked kind of slow. Uh you know, he was still putting reasonable numbers. I didn't look at I didn't look at the monthly breakdown. It just looked slow to me. I, I may be completely wrong, but you look at the numbers and you can't be anything but happy. But for one thing, you got to be thrilled for the kid. He's he's a nice guy, um, and and I I, I I try to admit my prejudices here. And Devin's one of my favorites, 
Um, so I, I'm thrilled with what he's doing. Am I surprised? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you're gone for two years and, and you come back and you're almost at the all-star break and, and, you know, you got a 119 OPS plus, and like you said, six homers, not a whole lot of ribbies, but you know, that's a, that's more about opportunity than anything else. He's not striking out a tremendous amount of, t- you know, or anything. And, and I, I'm thrilled, I, you know, if, if, if this, if he ends the season, if he continues hitting like he is right now, this will be, you know, close to what he did in, in, in 2014. Yeah, and if you'd have told me that he'd be close to what he did in 2014, I'd have taken it in a heartbeat. Heck yeah. So, uh, really happy for him. Yeah, and he's another guy, you know, signed the contract and uh, has been hurt, and, and he's one that you can sort of tell a little bit more just from his interviews and, and everything. that he It really it really bothered him to be out for mostly most of a couple seasons, and He's really worked hard, and he appreciates every day now. And if you're not rooting for Devin Mezzarocco, I, I don't even know why you follow the Reds because he's really like sort of like you put it. He's really easy to cheer for, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yes. I, I, have, I have friends that have uh, season or they're, they're half season tickets, so they go to all of the season ticket you know events and stuff. And they 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 they've become real big fans of Devin's, and, and and they said the thing that won them over is watching him talk to kids at these at these events. Yes. He doesn't, and what what they, and, and I think this is interesting. He doesn't stand up and talk down to him. He kneels down and gets at the kids' level to talk to him. And they said that really won them over because you you could just see he was trying to build a, a you know a, a you know a relationship. That's a weird word, but you, you see right, what sure. I'm trying. Yeah, absolutely. Make a connection. Make a connection. That's it. Thank you. Um, and it really won these friends of mine over, and it, and they they said that's one of the reasons now that they're really big Devin Mazzarocco fans. Yeah, you, you want to root for the for the good guys. Yep. Um, you know you know who did that with my son earlier this spring? Bronson Arroyo. Yes. No, Bronson Arroyo. It was oh, did he? Yeah, I mean, he really took some time to, uh, you know, make that connection. And so uh, I'm sad that Bronson Arroyo is done forever, but it's probably uh, a couple uh, months I'm too sad late. for Bronson, and, and I'm sad that it didn't work out better for the Reds, but it was an it, it was an experiment that was doomed to failure. It was, and especially in retrospect, you can see that. But uh, everybody was sort of hoping he'd catch lightning in a bottle. And uh, you know, they they were hoping it would be the feel good story they wanted it to be. But I, I, anybody that really thought that was going to happen was kidding themselves. I, I think it was a disastrous move for this team. Well, you probably again this you needed somebody to eat a few innings. I thought it was worth a worth a shot, given the state of the rotation early in the season with the Disclafani and Homer being hurt, and then Finnegan getting hurt pretty quickly. The thing about it is that Arroyo, to me, you would most forty-year-old pitchers you'd scoff at the idea. He was always a guy with the, with the Reds that I thought was going to be Jamie Moyer that he'd pitch until he was forty-eight, until he's seventy. Yeah, yeah. because it, it didn't depend on you know overpowering anyone. Uh, and so looks I thought like a, it looks like a frisbee coming up there, right? Yeah, changing his arm angles and speeds, and so I, you know, I guess I was hopeful that we'd see that guy, but his his, his shoulders just gone. And that's what he's been saying here well, last week. And the other thing that bothers me about this, and, and I'm not belittling Bronson Royal or anything like that, but before the last start, right, the week, the start before that, he was saying how good he felt in the media, and he followed, he still felt he was getting stronger, and blah blah blah. And then after he gets blasted in this last start, and, and his arm basically just basically falls off, and he said, "Well, my, then he says my shoulder's been bothering me for a while," and blah blah blah. Well. You know, it's one or the other. It isn't both. Yeah. I, the first I'd heard of his shoulder was 
those comments uh, after his last start. And I thought, right. wait a minute, it's been hurting you for a while. Now, you know, maybe he went to, you know, Price and said, and Price said, well, can you take the ball? You know, because I don't really have anybody else. Maybe he did. I, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know. But he was always the guy, if you remember, when he was with the Reds before, that when he was done in a game, he knew he was done. He, he didn't. He wouldn't lie to the, the manager. He basically tell him, come get me. Yeah. He said, I've, I've given you everything I've got. So I don't know. And, and he and he did, and I think he did that. You know, I read a couple times where he did that this year. You know, he said, you know, I've gone, you know, I've gone as far as I can go. But I, it always bothers me when these guys, after, you know, when it finally gets so bad that they have to do something about it, they say, well, it's been bothering me for a while. Now maybe maybe we don't hear about it, right? And that's a whole different thing because we don't need to hear about it. Exactly. But if they're not telling the team or their manager or their whoever. That's a whole different thing. Of course, if I was pitching for the Reds, I'm not sure I'd want to tell them my arm hurt either. <laughs> no. They'll take you in the behind the uh, barn and shoot you. Um, or send you to see Tim Kramchak. Oh, that's a worse fate than death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we wrap up, there's uh, one last thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, I'm a sucker. Every year around this time, we have this conversation, I feel like, Bill, on the podcast. I'm a sucker for these all-star, the all-star discussions. Who's going to make the all-star team for the Reds, and who should make it? Well, I mean, we got a few hours. I, you know, I voted my five for for Cozart today. He, 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 he lost a lot of his lead. It was down to a hundred and some thousand. I think I read today. Yeah. So I hope he does, so he gets his donkey. You know. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be I mean, the donkey? It's a fun story, and you know, Joey Votto dresses up in the donkey outfit. It's just it's it's fantastic. It's fun, but. My oh, wife thinks Joey Votto has lost his mind. I do too, but she I love it. That Joey's lost his mind at this point. I love it though. But put all that aside, how happy? I mean, it makes me happy as a Reds fan. It would make me happy to have Cozart, who's had a pretty good Reds career. He's never been a superstar. He's had a pretty good Reds career. Played a lot of games for the Reds. To see him get recognized uh, with an All Star and a good, another good guy plays hard. Has suffered some injuries for this team, and um, I would be personally happy. To the, I don't know Zach Cozart, but to the extent that I can be happy for another guy like that, I'd be really happy to see him. You know, well, get, I, get I'd be happy to see a guy getting rewarded for having the best year of his career. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, right. It's not a, not like he would be an undeserving All Star. He, he's the best hitting shortstop in the league. Right. Um. So hopefully, now does he make it even if he doesn't get voted in? Well, somebody from the Reds will. Um. Uh, the three that uh, the three that are obvious to me are him, Votto, and, and Iglesias. Yeah, I don't think Iglesias makes it. D- depends on how the relievers work out and whether they need one. More, they would decide to take yeah. one more. So yeah, that's good. Pitch, blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, I think if he hadn't gotten blown up in L.A., I think he would have made it. I agree. Viziere were still under under one. Yeah, and now it's it's blown all the way up to one point six four. Oh man, terrible. <laughs> uh, and, and you know, and Votto, Votto's in an incredible year, but there's a lot of good first basemen in this league. There are, you know, uh, Zimmerman and uh, Rizzo are one two, I think, in the voting. And Ryan Zimmerman's just having a. Let me let me say that differently. University of Virginia graduate Ryan Zimmerman is having a fantastic season. Uh, Rizzo's Rizzo. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt's been outstanding, but if Otto's not an All Star, then what is an All Star? I mean, University of Virginia is that north of Duke? <laughs> it is. Oh, okay. It is. If, if by north you mean closer to heaven. Oh. <laughs> uh, if Votto's not an All Star, I don't know how you have an All Star game though. 
you know, 21 home runs. I mean, he's across the board. He's just, I know they're great first basemen as well, but you may just have to take an extra first baseman because that guy isn't, if that's not an all-star, then why even have the game? Did they DH in the all-star game? It's been so long since I've re- watched it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't, where is the all-star game this year? I don't know. I knew that and I can't remember. Uh, I, I think it's, does it depend on where they play? I think so. I think so. Um, and so, yeah, that would be an extra spot uh, for for Votto. But I, I'll be really disappointed if he doesn't make it too. Because what a year! I mean, he's just he's not lost a step at age thirty three. Now the other guys uh, that may sneak in, I think Suarez has a shot at sneaking in, just based on who. I mean, who are the Man. third basemen out there? I'd love to see it. What about this? Scott Schebler's got 20 home runs. You know, what if he's hanging around the league lead at the time they're uh, picking? Designated hitter will be used in all games, even in the National League parks. Oh, there you go. Uh, look at you doing some research on the fly here. That's me, buddy. Wow. I know. Bill, um, you know, Schebler and Duval are both, you know, their numbers are pretty, pretty close. I mean, they're, we, we can't complain about our corner outfielders. No. And, and neither, you know, and they're 28 and 26. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could see one of those guys sneaking in. I, maybe not. Look at third base. Uh, Chris Bryant's going to get voted in probably. Uh, you got Nolan Arenado and Justin Turner. But Bryant got hurt yesterday. He may not be able to play, so that might be a way that uh, Suarez sneaks on. Good. Um, but, but – I mean, they're not going to take three or four guys from the Reds. Probably not. No, they're not. They're, Chad, Chad, they're not. They got two last year. Yeah. <laughs> they might get two this year. They might get three. They aren't going to get four or five. I think they can get three. Yeah, I agree. They're not going to get four or five. I think with injuries, they could get... I could really see Suarez uh, sneaking on there. Um, he's having a good season. He's not, you know. Um, but let's say Shebler hits, you know, three home runs this week or something. Say he's leading the league in home runs. Somebody gets hurt, maybe he gets uh, on there. I don't know. Say Joey hits three this week. What's that? Say Joey hits three this week. There's some rumblings that uh, Joey says he, might, if he's asked, he might participate in the home run derby. I saw that. That'd be great. I don't. I don't want that. <laughs> I love it. I, I know it's gonna hurt their swings. Everybody says. Marty was well, saying that last night. But I, has anybody looked at the numbers for the guys that participated and 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 seen how it, you know what their numbers did in the second half? I know Frazier's tanked. Yeah, but Frazier was tanking before the All Star game. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. And you can't look at one guy and say it's a you know it means anything. That's what I, I wonder if any anybody has ever looked. You know, at all the guys that played in the home run derby, or who went, you know, more than one round or whatever, it would be interesting to see what the numbers tell you. That would be an interesting study to do. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Me either. <laughs> but if there's but if, somebody out there could and tell us out what it was. Right. If there's anyone though that could maybe escape that, wouldn't you think it'd be Votto? He's such a perfectionist yeah. about his swing and his approach. He do it with a donkey hat on. <laughs> oh man, that donkey. We're going to be hearing about that all year. Um, all right. Well, so the Reds have some legitimate contenders, I guess we we're saying. Yeah, I mean, we've got – there's probably five guys that could go. Yeah. I you mean, know, Bill, 
and six if you include Billy, as you should. Well, Billy should be like the, the team mascot. He's leading the league in stolen bases, Bill Lack. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, last question. Should the Reds sign Bartolo Colon now that he's been uh, released by the Braves? No. <laughs> and that's all we need to say about that. They, they can sign him right after they sign me. <laughs> there you go. Well, you're, you're, you're the same age, so who knows? I think we are, and I, and I think we're the same weight. <laughs> <laughs> right, there you go. Oh, mercy. All right, Bill, you got anything else for us? Nope. Well, uh, thank you for listening to uh, Red Leg Nation Radio, episode number 174. You, I know, it's we're getting close to 200, man. If you haven't uh, subscribed to us, go subscribe, iTunes, uh, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, uh, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, you'll find Red Leg Nation Radio. Give us a rating and a review. That helps people find us. Tell your friends. Uh, that helps people find us as well. But again, uh, only tell your friends if you like us. If you don't like us, number one. Keep your mouth shut. Number two, why have you li- why have you listened this far into the podcast if you if you don't like us? I don't I don't I don't understand you, uh, listener. Uh, you can find uh, us at Red Leg Nation all the time. If you have any uh, questions, you want to submit questions to be answered on the podcast. Happy to talk to you, correspond with you, and be happy to answer your question on the podcast. You can email us, uh, email me at chaddotson at redlegnation.com. Come to redlegnation.com every single day where we're <laughs> for some reason. Still uh, arguing, analyzing, and discussing these old Cincinnati Reds uh, every single day. Bill, as always, man, good time talking to you. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now let the Reds uh, get, get me a win tonight. How about it? If Homer gets you a win tonight. All right. I'm sure Homer won't let me down. For Bill Lack, this is Chad Dotson saying so long, everyone. Thanks for listening to Red Leg Nation Radio from RedLegNation.com. Subscribe to Red Leg Nation Radio on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. And join us for discussion of all things Reds at RedLegNation.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.